Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Congratulations on getting through your 9 to 5. Thank you so much for listening. It is The Drive on 6 and Sports Radio, 6 and the Odyssey app. My name is Karenton Harrison. Excited to be here. Rob Britton here as well, taking you up until 6 o'clock. Coming up in about 10 minutes or so, we'll play our conversation with the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. I want to tell you guys a story really quickly, a story about a team. Now, this team was really good in the 90s. They went to four Super Bowls. They had Hall of Famers. They could never win the big game, but they certainly were one of the most successful and proud organizations in the 90s. And you know what happened? Tom Brady showed up. And Tom Brady ruined things for a lot of people, but he may not have ruined things as badly for any other organization than the one I'm talking about. Tom Brady went 33-3 and against this organization. Year after year after year, when you play the New England Patriots, you knew that a loss was in the queue. And this organization waited this out for 20 years. They tried different coaches, different quarterbacks, different schemes, different everything. They did everything they could, but they could never be better than the New England Patriots. And then the Patriots run ends. And in 2018, they get a gift from the quarterback gods. They have the second best quarterback in the world, in my opinion, a quarterback who one day will be in Canton, Ohio. And now there is the new version of the New England Patriots that continue to stand in their way. Buffalo would be the it team in the AFC if it wasn't for Kansas City. They'd have the quarterback. They'd have the defense. They'd have the offense skill position parts. Buffalo has been very, very good over the last couple of years. If they lose to the Chiefs on Sunday, they will have been eliminated by Kansas City in three of the last four seasons. The playoffs have a weird way of forcing you to overcome your fears. If your team is really bad on the road, usually you're going to have to answer that question at some point. If your team can't stop the run, if your team is susceptible to giving up big yards in pass. Whatever it is, whatever your team weakness is, at some point, a single elimination tournament that are basically a series of coin flip games, it is going to test what your strengths and weaknesses are. It has been obvious what Buffalo's strength is. They have never beaten the Kansas City Chiefs, and they have never beaten Patrick Mahomes in a game that really, really matters. They've come really close. 
A couple of years ago, in my opinion, we got to see one of the greatest playoff games, the greatest game that Arrowhead has ever seen. Two incredible teams, two offenses that were firing at all, all cylinders. Mahomes was great. Josh Allen was great. Tyreek was great. Stephon Diggs was great. Travis Kelsey was great. All of the stars played like stars. And Josh Allen left the field that day. 13 seconds left, he's hugging people and celebrating and high-fiving. He is going to the AFC Championship game, and he has been able to beat the one player who has been in his path every single time. I don't got to tell you guys how this story ends. Chiefs go down the field, kick a field goal. Chiefs win the coin toss, win in overtime. Josh Allen never gets an opportunity. You know how when you were in high school, how you knew that there was a certain team that you had to beat to win state? Like, you knew, hey, if we're going to win state, we got to beat Blue Valley Northwest. You knew it. And in that summer, in that offseason, you lifted weights, and you and your teammates talked about it every single day because you knew that you were not going to state if you couldn't beat that team. That team is the Kansas City Chiefs to the Buffalo Bills. You wake up every day hearing how their quarterback is better than your quarterback, how their team is better than you. Think about it. Kansas City has everything that Buffalo wants. They have the better quarterback. They have a Hall of Fame tied in with the pop star girlfriend. Every time you turn on the television, you see Kansas City, and they have everything that you want. They have the Super Bowls. They get all everything they have. It has to burn Buffalo up to see the success that Kansas City has had over the last five or six years. I think this is a game that they have had circled for years Every time they play Kansas City, it is always on Kansas City's terms. It is always in Arrowhead. Every single time they play. Hell, it even feels like in the regular season, they got to come to Arrowhead just about every single time. And the one time that Buffalo got Kansas City in their building, it was during COVID and no fans could go to the game. Buffalo has been waiting for Sunday for years. I think you guys enjoy being the villains. You should. No one really hates the Tennessee Titans. Why would you hate the Tennessee Titans? They have never stopped anybody from doing anything. No one really hates Jacksonville. Why? They've played in two meaningful football games in the last 20 years. Being the villain means that you usually are taking things away from people that they desperately want. Whether whether that's the division, whether that's a playoff win, whether that's going to the Super Bowl, whether that's all the, whatever it is. That's what makes you a villain. Patrick Mahomes has a chance to be one of the greatest villains in the history of Buffalo if they win on Sunday. Some people have season tickets to Buffalo games just because they want to be in postseason environments like the one they are about to have. I think you could argue that it will be the toughest road environment that Patrick Mahomes will ever go into. A city, a fan base, a team that has been waiting for one individual for the last five seasons winning these kind of games is how you get to call yourself the greatest of all time. Brady won these kind of games a lot for as great as Peyton Manning was. He lost to Tom Brady a lot. It didn't matter if he was in Indianapolis. Didn't matter if he was in Denver, you were usually going to lose to Tom Brady. This is what being the villain is and being the most hated. It is going into that environment against that team and that crowd and then braving the snow and the elements and the temperatures and lighting themselves on fire and jumping on tables and making sure that every person that buys a ticket that wears a Buffalo Bills jacket goes home hurt 
and disappointed. And then they tell their kids about the, uh, the game, the day that they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. The same way that Kansas City has stories of playoff failures and the no punt game and all of these, you got a chance to be that for somebody else. Buffalo has won six games in a row. Think about the stretch that they've gone on. They, they beat Kansas City. They beat Dallas. They beat Miami. They just won a playoff game. The, the entire second half of the season for them has been gearing up for this moment, for them to be playing their best at home against their rival, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't wait for Sunday. It is the marquee game of the weekend. There's probably going to be a couple of other good games out of the three. Not all three are going to be great, but we'll get two really good games this weekend, two really competitive fourth quarters, and it'll be a lot of fun. We got two teams with great history, with great track record, two teams that have mutual respect for each other, but two teams that are fighting for the exact same thing. Two teams that are fighting to go to the Super Bowl and to be the last team standing. Kansas City has had that feeling before. Buffalo hasn't. Rob, let's do this. Let's do the hits for a little bit, and then we'll play our conversation with Patrick Mahomes. While you're stuck in traffic on your drive home, The Drive gets you caught up on the biggest sports stories in Kansas City and around the country. It's The Hits, only on The Drive, number one. Well, King, The Hits are brought to you by the Polar Plunge, which I will be taking part in on January 27th at Longview Lake. For more information, visit somo.org backslash plunge. All proceeds benefit the Special Olympics of Missouri. Well, Carrington, surprisingly, on January 17th, the top throw of the day in Kansas City, other than the Kansas City Chiefs, is actually the Kansas City Royals. As earlier today, it became official. Bally Sports is selling off the streaming rights to five franchises to Amazon Prime, meaning this upcoming season, Royals fans will be able to see their baseball team as long as they have an Amazon Prime subscription. Carrington, you ranted, railed, and spit fire last week about Peacock. Are you as angry that the Royals will be behind a paywall this upcoming season? You know what? I can admit when I'm wrong about things. I think I can say this. Sam Mellinger texted me probably about an hour ago. And this is what he told me, Rob, that has me thinking, you know what? This isn't the worst thing in the world. I still don't like it. And I still wish that this was available on regular cable for people. But you know what? This might not be the worst thing. This is what he, this is what he texted me. Sam Bellinger said that if you watch the Royals on cable or someone that has a, a direct TV, there will be no change. The only change is going to be the direct-to-consumer streaming, which last year was Bally Plus. So, however you were watching Chiefs games last year, or excuse me, Royals games, if you were not watching them through Bally Plus, you will see no difference in how you watch the games. No difference. So, if you Spectrum, however you were watching games last year, I have YouTube TV, so I was watching it a different way than you guys. But if you weren't watching it as a Bally Plus subscriber, you will notice no difference in how you were getting the Royals games. If you were using Bally Plus last year, that's gone. And that has now been taken over by Amazon. That's not the worst thing in the world, Rob. I didn't hear one single person who had a positive take about Bally Plus. Not a single person. It's not one person that was like, oh, hey, I really like this service. Like last week when we were talking about Peacock, there were a lot of people like you that was like, hey, I like Peacock. Peacock is a good service. Even when the Chiefs game is over, there's going to be things on here that you like or the English Premier League. You didn't hear one single person that was like, man, you know what, man, Bally Plus this is a great subscription. I'm, I'm happy to give them my $20 every month. 
So I can admit when I'm wrong. This is good for the Kansas City Royals. I still don't like it. And I still don't like that we are allowing streaming services to now have live sports rights. And this seems in the big picture like this is only a negative for us, the consumer. But if you were telling me that this only eliminates Valley Plus and now it goes to a much more reliable streaming service that a lot of people already have access to, I can live with that. Two. Two. Pivoting back to the Kansas City Chiefs, Carrington, as they take on the Buffalo Bills this weekend in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. This is the third iteration of Chiefs and Bills, which got you thinking, who is Patrick Mahomes' biggest rival? Is it Josh Allen, who will face the third time this upcoming weekend for the first time on the road? Or is it Joey B and the boys who are one and one against the Chiefs in AFC title games? I still think that Joe Burrow is the biggest rival to the Kansas City Chiefs, and this is why. I think the analogy is like the relationship between Missouri, Kansas, and K-State. Like, Missouri and Kansas are rivals. I don't care about your little sunflower showdown. Missouri and Kansas are rivals. There is a mutual level of hatred and dislike. And I don't care what conference Missouri is in and what conference KU is in. I don't like them. They're my team's rival. I don't think KU feels the same way about K-State that they do about Missouri. Obviously, they don't like them. In-state rival, you want to beat them every single time. But it feels like there's, there's much more respect. There's less hatred in that rivalry. That's not how it feels between these three teams, between Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati. I don't think the Chiefs like Cincinnati, and I don't think that Cincinnati likes Kansas City. From Burrowhead to the mayor to all the back and forth to Snead and Chase earlier this year from Jamar Chase on SportsCenter saying he wants any team in the NFL to win the Super Bowl. That's not them. There is there there's no love between the Chiefs and the Bengals, and it shouldn't be. It feels like there's a little bit of love. Like, I'm not sure if Patrick Mahomes would have called Joe Burrow to apologize the way that he called Josh Allen to apologize in that moment. They seem like they're cool. I don't want to categorize them as friends. I don't know their relationship, but there is a much different dynamic between Mahomes and Allen than there is between Mahomes and Burrow. You remember last year on quarterback, they showed that moment. Hey, who do you guys want to play? And Mahomes said, Buffalo matches up better for us, but I want to play Cincinnati because they've been doing all that talking. So if you're asking me to pick one, who is the rival to Patrick Mahomes? I would say it's Burrow. I've also seen Burrow do something that I've never seen Josh Allen do. Burrow has beaten Mahomes in a game that really matters. In the AFC championship game, the Arrowhead Invitational, he left with the Lamar Hunt trophy. Some of you had to watch them hand that trophy that you feel is yours. They had to hand it to Joe Burrow. You've never seen them do that for Josh Allen. I think that Burrow is the rival for Patrick Mahomes. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, hit it, Rob. He has one of the most impressive resumes on planet Earth. Two-time MVP. Slings it to McKinnon at the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! Batman loves this stadium. Underhanded shovel for a 56-yard touchdown. touchdown. Two-time Super Bowl champ. Mahomes in the pocket. Floats a pass near side. Kelsey over the shoulder. He's got the catch. He's got the touchdown. Kansas City. A beautifully thrown ball. As Mahomes to Kelsey. And the only place in the world where he does an interview weekly is right here on The Drive with CDOT. It's not something that I would say I'm a Waffle House guy, but it definitely we made our appearance at Waffle House uh, a couple of times. 310 means one thing. one thing. Here's Patrick Mahomes. 
Every week we get the opportunity to catch up with the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. We talked about the Dolphins game, also took a look ahead to the divisional round matchup against Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes has never lost in the divisional round. He is 5-0 and in his career at this stage of the NFL season. Our conversation with the quarterback starts with, how did Swag Surfing become you guys' song? I feel like it's been building over the last couple of years, and it culminated Saturday at Arrowhead. How did this happen? Um, honestly, I don't even know. I think it was just, uh, I got played at the stadium, um, one day and everybody loved it and it kind of just kind of kept going. And, uh, I think we needed it this year and, uh, Willie kind of requested it. We hadn't heard it in a couple games and, uh, once he got rolling, it kind of became a thing. So, uh, it definitely was a, a cool moment at the stadium. Patrick, the one thing I'm missing in this is I haven't seen you swag surf. The next home game that you have, I need you to participate in this. Oh, man, it was a little cold out there for me to not be by that heated bench, so I didn't want to get out there and uh, get in that cold and uh, show off my dance moves. So I'll have to make sure I, I hold it until another opportunity. Normally we're talking about your fashion. You know, you're known for your game day fits. This time i got to ask you a question about your wife's fashion. What was your reaction when you saw her jacket? It, it was really cool. You know, um, she, she's actually been in touch with uh, Jusek, uh, the, the wife, um, for a while now. She's made her uh, another outfit as well, and – they, they, uh, she does a great job with the, the outfits that she makes, and so uh, she gave her that puffer jacket. I think Taylor got one as well, and a couple of other people around the league, and uh, I think everybody loved them. Um, and so uh, I got to step my game up. I got to see if I can uh, uh, see if I can get something just as cool. I got to ask you a question really quickly about during the Miami game with your helmet. I'm wondering if you've seen the picture that's floating where you get hit and you can see the part of your helmet break off. Have you seen that picture? Yeah, I, I got to see it after the game. Um, obviously, it was it was bigger than I thought it was when I was on the field. Um, but uh, it, it's definitely a cool picture. Uh, you definitely don't want your helmet breaking, but at the same time, I'll be able to hopefully keep that helmet for a long time and uh, be a part of my uh, my trophy room. I was just going to ask, where is the helmet? Because I'm wondering if the Hall of Fame has called you about the helmet. That seems like something they would want. The Hall of Fame has not called yet, um, but uh, the they, I know they're doing a lot of testing on it just to see what happened for the helmet to break. I mean, obviously, it did its job and, and helped me uh, where I wasn't hurt or anything like that. Um, but they want to continue to test that stuff and try to get us into the best products as possible and uh, to protect ourselves when we're out there on the field. I know you're super serious during games, but how hard was it to not laugh whenever you saw Andy's mustache? Uh, I, I only saw it really like a couple of times. Uh, I really wasn't even focused on it. I was just focused on the play calls and, and trying to trying to get out there and execute the offense. But uh, definitely looking back on it, it definitely was pretty funny. Uh, I, I'm lucky enough that I have that type of mustache where I don't have to worry about that type of stuff. But uh, his is an iconic one, and, of course, it, it froze over whenever uh, everybody was watching. A lot has been made about the weather, obviously, on Saturday. A lot is going to be made about the weather moving forward in Buffalo. What's the hardest part of playing in the cold? Is it more of a physical challenge or a mental challenge? To me, it's mental. Um, you got to have the attitude that you're going to go out there and just play and let everything else kind of just happen. Um, obviously, after the game, you realize how cold it is. But if you can just focus on what the task is at hand um, and not worry about the cold, uh, I think you can get through it. Um, but, uh, I mean, it definitely was cold out there. I'm not going to lie to you all. But uh, at the same time, I'll focus on winning a football game. How hard is it to keep your hands warm? Because it seems like that's your biggest challenge in those scenarios, that your body might feel warm. But, obviously, you got to keep your hands warm for everything that you need to do. Yeah, no, um, you got to try to keep, keep your whole, all any part of your skin that's exposed, you want to try to keep warm. Um, that's just the safest way to go about it. Um, and obviously, I, the hands are important for the quarterback position. Um, and so I try to keep the hand warmers going. Um, when I'm on the bench, on the sideline, keep it keep them within the heaters. 
Um, but And then when you get out there and play, you just kind of let your adrenaline take over. Right now we're talking to the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick, let's transition to the game against Buffalo. On a scale from 1 to 10, how tired of you are hearing that this is your first road playoff game? Uh, I mean, it kind of is what it is. I mean, you knew it was going to happen at some point, um, and so it'll be a big deal this week. Um, but all you can do is go out there and try to win your first road game, and it's going to be a great challenge for us in a great environment. Um, and I, I'm excited to, to get to Buffalo and get to experience that game. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. There was an interview circulating that you did with Nate Burleson where he asked you a question about, is it cool to be the hero at home or be the villain? And you mentioned that you liked being the villain. How excited are you on a personal level to go into Buffalo? The last time you were there was during COVID times. No fans were there. That's certainly not going to be the case on Sunday. How excited are you on a personal level to play in this environment? I'm extremely excited, honestly. I mean, I know it's going to be a hostile environment. Um, they have a great fan base, um, and it'll be packed. And, uh, I, I mean, I've watched on TV, but not get to really experience that fan base in person um, at the stadium in Buffalo. Um, but uh, I've always been, I've been a fan of the game. Um, and I think more than anything, I like getting to go to other stadiums and experience that type of stuff and see what the, the stadiums I've watched growing up and those great games, see what it's like and get to play in those environments. And so I know it's going to be hostile. Um, I know they're going to be wanting to win that football game, and I'm sure there'll be some trash talking going on. Um, but when you look back on it, uh, it'll be a great memory to be able to go out there and play in a playoff game in a great environment. I'm going to guess that next week I'm going to ask you this question, and your answer is going to be Buffalo. That was the most hostile environment you've played in. Up until now, what would you say is the most hostile environment that you've played in? Um, I've played in some tough ones. I mean, I played in Seattle on a Sunday night football game my first year starting. That was pretty hostile. Um, anytime you play in Denver on those, those Sunday nights and Monday nights, uh, I mean, they get pretty rowdy up there. Um, and then playing in Baltimore is always a, a great environment. I've played some Monday nights and Sunday nights there. And so um, I've been able to experience a lot of different stadiums. Um, but uh, Buffalo's one that I'm excited to get to. And, and uh, the other one I haven't – I played during COVID, which I would want to play at some point. It's New Orleans uh, with the full stadium. I mean, it's – Obviously, you don't want to play there when you, until you get there and you get that experience, and uh, hopefully you try to get a win. But uh, it's definitely a memory that you'll have forever. What is the biggest challenge playing in one of those hostile road environments? Is it communication with your teammates? What's the hardest thing about playing in those situations? Yeah, you got to be on top of your nonverbal communication. I mean, when you're playing in an environment like Buffalo, it's obviously silent count, but you have to have the, the hand signals and the silent stuff. Um, that you can be able to trans, uh, uh, really communicate with the guys on the field fastly because it seems like the clock speeds up um, whenever you're on the road. Um, and so it'll be, a, it'll be a great test for us, a great challenge, um, and we're excited for it. Right now we're talking to Patrick Mahomes here for a couple more minutes, taking a look at their game on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. You guys, over the last couple of playoffs, you have either played Buffalo or Cincinnati. Sometimes you have played both. Who do you consider more your rival? Do you consider it to be Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? I mean, it's both of them. I mean, we're always in these games. We're playing divisional uh, games or AFC championships um, against each other. So uh, it, it, whenever you play a guy uh, we, year in and year out, I mean, multiple times most of the times, they kind of become, you get a robbery. And, uh, I mean, obviously both are great dudes, but both of us, uh, all three of us really want to beat each other every time we play each other. So uh, it's always a great game, and I have a lot of respect for those guys, and we're going to go out there and compete um, and see what happens. You have a great understanding of the history of the game, and you grew up in watching Manning and Brady and the great rivalries that they had, whether it was Peyton in Indianapolis or Peyton in Denver. How cool is it to now hear your name thrown in this conversation that when you turn on television, they're saying that this is the new Manning and Brady rivalry? 
Yeah, it's definitely cool because I, I grew up watching those games um, and seeing how um, great those games were and the memories that I made watching them and that a lot of people made watching those games. And you want to be a part of games like that where the top of the top teams and players are playing against each other and seeing who's the best uh, that game um, and, and that year. And so uh, that's what you want as a competitor. Um, but lucky enough for me, I mean, the AFC has quarterbacks everywhere. Um, I mean, really throughout the entire NFL, a lot of great quarterbacks, a lot of great teams. Um, and that's what, that's what you want, to go out there and compete against the best and see what happens. Right now we're talking to Patrick Mahomes here. Last couple questions, Patrick, and I'll get you out of here. Number one, you guys have had some weird weeks when it comes to rest over the last month or so. How beneficial is it that now you guys are the team that are getting that extra rest heading into a really important game? You guys are the fresher team. You guys are healthy going into an environment like this. Um, I mean, you always want to be healthy. I've never put too much on the rest. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to go out there and play football. Um, and so whenever people were talking about that all year long, of us having shorter rest and stuff like that, at the end of the day, you got to go out there and play the game, um, and see what happens. So, I mean, obviously we're, we're healthy going into the game, knock on wood. Um, and so hopefully we can go out there and play, put our best effort forward. But at the end of the day, it's, it's whoever goes out there and plays the best that day. I felt like you guys played your best game last Saturday, and I feel like that's the formula that you guys need. You didn't have a turnover in that game. Isaiah Pacheco got 25 carries. Rice was really good in that game. Kelsey was really good, and the defense was really good. When I'm watching this team, to me, that's the formula that I think it takes to, to navigate this tournament. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, you got to continue to get better and better throughout the playoffs. That's just kind of how it is. You're playing the best teams. Each round, that each team gets even better. Um, and so uh, we got we got stuff to learn from. We got to get better in the red zone, obviously. But we did we did a lot of good things. We'll try to take from that, get even better, um, and then uh, just try to find a way to win the game. I mean, you're going to deal with adversity in in this time of the year, and how can you respond to that? Um, accept the challenge and find a way to get a win. Last thing here, they always show you addressing the team before the games in the huddle. What is your message to the team heading into this game? Yeah, I mean it's the same message I always have: is believe in one another, um, go out there and put our best effort forward. Um, and that we're ready to do this. I mean, um, that, that's all you can do is if you practice the way you practice, you work the way you work, you go out there and believe in each other and play your best game possible, um, then you can live with the results uh, and you hope for the win. That is a quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, joining us on the show today. Patrick, I think I speak for every Chiefs fan, every Bills fan, and every person that loves the NFL. I'm super excited about Sunday, man. Good luck. Appreciate you. That's the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, joining us on the show. If you missed any part of our conversation, be sure to check it out at 610sports.com, also the Odyssey app. Someone asked a question to me earlier today, and I saved it. If the offense has now forced Patrick Mahomes to be a game manager quarterback, yes, but that's not a bad thing. I'll explain. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over Think your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your home for Chiefs football in Kansas City is 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This conversation might feel very, very obvious, but I'm here to put the numbers to it. So someone texted into the show, CDOT, you have really been stressing, run the ball, control the line of scrimmage, play defense. Does that mean that you think that the Chiefs are turning Patrick Mahomes into a game manager quarterback? This is the part that I think sounds really, really obvious. Well, yeah, but we have to put context behind it. Yet, I think the Chiefs dominated Miami on Saturday because they got the best version of Patrick Mahomes. And the best version of Patrick Mahomes does not necessarily mean going out and being a superhero and throwing for 500 yards and six touchdown passes and the swag and counting up 10 because that's not what it is. It's playing really smart football and making the right decision in the right moment. I looked this up, Rob, during the commercial break. I gave you guys a stat earlier in the week. This season, the Chiefs have not lost a game when Patrick Mahomes has not thrown an interception. They have won every single game. So when he doesn't make mistakes, you do not beat the Kansas City Chiefs. If he makes one or whatever happens, a drop, a ball gets tipped into somebody's hand, you have a chance of beating the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the same for every quarterback, but let me give you the numbers. In his regular season career, when Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw an interception. Rob, he has an 88 win percentage. You don't beat the Chiefs. You don't. He is 42-6 and in his regular season career when he doesn't throw an interception. In games in which he does throw one interception, he has a a little less than 67% win percentage, 66.6. He is 32-16. and Still really good. But one quarterback has the highest win percentage that we have ever seen in the history of the league, and when he throws an interception, it is the same win percentage as Ben Roethlisberger. If this team is going to overcome some of the obvious deficiencies that they have, this is not the same offense. They were 16th in the NFL in scoring this year. We don't have to talk about the wide receivers. This is about the quarterback. They beat Miami because they played as close to Perfect football that I think this team can play. This team is going to leave points on the board in the red zone. This team doesn't have a deep down the field threat that is going to take the top off of the defense. That's not what this defense has. That's not the version of Patrick Mahomes that this team needs. Some games your team needs you to go out there and be a scorer, and you got to score 30 in order for them to win. Sometimes your team needs you to guard the other team's best player. Sometimes your team needs you to rebound. Some team, sometimes your team needs you to set up. 
The best version of Patrick Mahomes is the one that can be whatever the Chiefs need in that individual moment. Sometimes you've needed your quarterback to be in a shootout. You've needed to win this 50-49 to game, and you need your quarterback to be the gunslinger type, and I can stand toe-to-toe with any quarterback in the history of the league. That's not what this version of the Chiefs needs. You know what this version of the Chiefs needs? Patrick Mahomes did not make mistakes. And if they don't make a mistake in this sense on Saturday, Sunday, they will win the game. We know about Josh Allen. Josh Allen will likely throw an interception or have a fumble or do something of that magnitude in this game. This is really simple to me. Who wins the turnover differential? We can talk about Isaiah Pacheco, and he's super important in this game. We can talk about Rasheed Rice. We can talk about Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs. We can talk about any of those things that you want to talk about. This game will come down to, in my opinion, do the Chiefs make some of the mistakes and have some of the errors that we've seen them have over the course of the season? And you don't have to play a perfect brand of football. But if the Chiefs play a brand that doesn't turn the football over and doesn't give Buffalo extra possessions, that is a game in which Kansas City wins. That is a game that Buffalo has a chance to win if their quarterback does the exact same. But the numbers are there. Kansas City has not lost this season when Patrick Mahomes has zero interceptions. If he throws an interception or a ball gets tipped or a ball bounces off Rasheed Rice's hands and falls into the defense or Kadarius Toney or MVS or whomever you think, you got a chance to beat the Kansas City Chiefs despite having the better quarterback, despite having the best head coach and the better defense. Turnovers are what have done this team in at every single turn this year. I mean, I'm not disagreeing because turnovers have done this team in but it feels like the quarterback's going to need to do more than just not turn the ball over in the postseason. He's going to be asked to do more because if that was the, if it was that simple, if it just don't turn the football over, I would tell you all 32 teams have that game plan. Don't turn the football over and you'll be fine. As long as your defense is fine. Alex Smith had a lot of teams can't see where that was their plan. And it failed because eventually you're asked to make a play. And Patrick Mahomes is going to be asked to make multiple plays in this upcoming game because it's on the road. And I don't have any question on whether or not he can make those plays. I got a question on whether or not Alex Smith can make that play. I got a question on whether or not some of those other quarterbacks. I don't have any question about the good plays. The, the, the problem normally happens with the Chiefs that when Mahomes tries to do too much because he is frustrated with the offense, so he throws the ball across his body and gets intercepted like it, get it, like it did against the Las Vegas. I don't have any questions on a third and five on whether or not Patrick Mahomes can make that play. That's not my issue at all. The issue is, can they protect the ball? Are they smart enough in this scenario? Because if we go through the losses that they have had, it has usually been a key turnover or a key mental mistake that why they have lost. In every game they have lost this season, it was one of the two. If that's what we're talking about on Monday, they lose. Can they play a relatively clean game? You don't have to be four for four in the red zone. You don't have to play perfect. You don't need Isaiah Pacheco to run for 200 yards. We're not talking about playing ball control, keep away. You don't have to hold Buffalo to three points in order to win this game. Football is largely defined by six to eight plays that happen over the course of the game. And in the games that they have lost, the other team has maybe made three of those plays and Kansas City has helped the other team make the five. They have helped whether it's been lining up offsides, whether it's been a holding call in the red zone that takes a touchdown off the board, whether it's been Sky Moore playing hot potato and handing the ball to the safety so he can intercept the ball. It has usually been that. Who can play the cleaner game out of the two is going to determine who wins this game. We've been arguing about this all week, and we'll continue all week. we got, what, two more shows before the Chiefs take on the Bills. 
I just think you're asking the Chiefs when they haven't done all season long. I know they did against the Dolphins. They actually did it twice against the Dolphins. Yeah. Like, that's the only playoff team I've seen them do this. Every other time they are matched up with a team that you think is of any quality in the NFL, they have not do it. You're asking them to be not what they are. After, was it 18 games now? The trend is the trend. When they're playing non-Miami teams that are good, they turn the ball over and they do not play clean football. And I know it is very simple to say, well, stop doing that. Just play clean football and you're going to win. But every time they've come up against a good opponent, they can't do it or they aren't doing it. I don't know the terminology, but it hasn't happened. So you are asking them to be different than who they are because what they are this season is a team that plays messy. The Lions game, that's the team against uh, facing them in the postseason. They had multiple turnovers. That is who they are. The Packers, it's a postseason team. Turnovers, they existed in that game. They are just a team that turns the football over. The first Bills game, penalties and, wait for it, turnovers. It's great on paper. It works on radio. And what you're saying is correct. They've just not done it at any point this season. So when you say just do that, it sounds simple, but I don't think they're capable of doing it. But I think that's what makes this game so interesting is you are asking both of these teams to do something that they haven't done. I don't disagree with you on Kansas City. Kansas City lost to Detroit. Kansas City lost to Philadelphia earlier this year. They lost to Buffalo earlier this year. Like what you were saying is factually accurate. We are also asking Buffalo to do something that they haven't done. Usually against Kansas City, they are the team that usually makes the mistake or doesn't play up to it. Or even in a couple of years ago in which Josh Allen was really good in that game, the other team's quarterback was just a little bit better than your team's quarterback. There's a reason why this is a coin flip kind of game. There's a reason why this is a two and a half point, three point spread. Flip the coin. Either team can win. What team can avoid the big mistake? In the first matchup, the two teams were relatively even. One team had a critical mistake, and that's why they lost the game. I'm guessing on Monday we will be having the exact same conversation. Hey, this game was really close going into the fourth quarter. Eight minutes to go. Kansas City's up three. Buffalo's up three. This game is tied. I'd be surprised if either team ran away from the other team. That's usually how these games have gone over the last four years or so. They've been really, really close. Who can make the big play on third down? Who can protect the ball? Who can run the football effectively? Whose defense can get off the field and get a critical stop? That's going to be who defines who wins this football game. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You're listening to The Drive. Now CDOT's got one extra point. I want to tell you guys the story of a hater. No, I ain't talking about Rob. You guys know Rob is a hater. I want to tell you the story of a man that is out here hating on your Kansas City Chiefs. This man, his name is Deshaun Elliott. Now, you might not know who Deshaun Elliott is, and I understand if you don't, but he plays for the Miami Dolphins. Well, today, he posted a picture from the airport. Now, to have the gall to take a picture of your meal while at the airport and then also have the audacity to speak on the Kansas City Chiefs is mind-blowing to me. You want to know why you're in the airport on a random Wednesday in January 
it's because you lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, can you imagine you run into the you run into somebody that recognizes you at the airport? Like, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, well, you know, our season's over. Well, hey, who'd you lose to? Oh, the Chiefs. Oh man, they're good. Yeah, no, they're good. That's the conversation you had. I digress. So he is at the airport, I'm sure, eating a $37 chicken salad. And then he tweets out, quote, I pray by the grace of God on the Chiefs' downfall. I hope Buffalo beats them like they stole something. Why didn't God answer your prayer about the Dolphins? You didn't pray last week? Why didn't you pray by the grace of God that you had postseason success and that your team could win the Super Bowl? You could have prayed for that. Your team had the opportunity to eliminate the Kansas City Chiefs. Wouldn't be no nothing. Wouldn't have been a swag surf. We wouldn't be talking about Chiefs and Bills. Wouldn't have any of these conversations today if the Dolphins had gone out there and done what they were supposed to do and taken care of business, but they didn't take care of business. They lost. They're losers. To tweet this from the airport is wild to me. Bruh. Your plane is boarding in 15 minutes. Go get in line. You got B-32 on Southwest anyway. Go get in line. Why are you talking about winning business? You play for the Dolphins. You lost your division. You lost in the first round of the playoffs. Why are you even speaking on the Kansas City Chiefs? Go mind your business. Enjoy your salad. He looks like he had some fries or some pasta or something. Enjoy your pasta. Go on the flight and enjoy vacation or wherever you're going. But to pick up your phone and have the audacity, the gall, the wherewithal to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs when they just busted your team and got you out of the postseason is filthy work. This would be like, this would be like Mike Edwards tweeting, hey, I'm praying on the downfall. Hey, Oakland, go beat them. Las Vegas, go beat them. You had your opportunity. You couldn't beat Buffalo. You couldn't beat Kansas City. Now, nasty work, Deshaun Elliott. Nah, I pray by the grace of God on the Chiefs' downfall. God obviously is not listening to you. He didn't listen to you last week. What makes you think he's listening now? It seems to me like he's been blessing the Chiefs. He ain't been doing that for the Dolphins. You guys haven't been good since Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. You guys haven't been good since Dan Marino was in town. Now you got the audacity to speak on the Chiefs. Mind your business. Mind your business. That's all you got to do. Focus on yourself. Too many people are worried about what others are doing instead of focusing on themselves. Get on the plane. We have a very jam-packed show for the final two days of the week. Peter King will be on the show tomorrow. I will be on the show tomorrow. It's going to be great. I appreciate you guys listening and making us a part of your day. Stay warm. It's not even that cold outside relative to how it's been the last couple of days. Take care of yourself. Back again tomorrow. It's The Drive. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.